0: Welcome back to Pull Side Podcast. This is episode number 86 and I'm your host, Rachel Anthony. Happy Tuesday. I hope you are enjoying this little snowfall if you live in Calgary. And if you don't live in Calgary, then lucky for you, hopefully you don't have snow on the ground. But it's almost the end of November, so I feel like a little bit of snow isn't that bad. Um, today's episode is with Amanda Kelly. She runs a yoga teacher training that she created herself Um, after her journey with yoga and where that brought her she wanted to inspire and teach people to do the same in their life she talks about how she hated her first yoga class that she took um, and how it turned into her running her own yoga teacher trainings as well as teaching yoga Um, We talk about the common roadblocks people face in life, how fear is a contributor to our limitations, and some of the first steps to take towards your dream and if you're not happy with your day-to-day life. Amanda also walks us through her morning routine. Some of the things that she does are super cool. Um, One of them is like forecasting the future. It's a good thing to do. I haven't actually done it yet, but it's on... I want to add it to my morning routine because it sounded super cool. And she also takes us through how to set goals and intentions for the new year or just whenever, probably just today. You don't have to wait till January. But she takes us through how she likes to set goals and intentions and she gives practical steps to take. We also talk about all the books and podcasts that she loves and just how to really hone in on who you are as a person and live your best life. So let's jump into it. I really love talking to Amanda in this episode. Let's get going. Welcome back to Poolside Podcast. I am sitting here with Amanda in the recording studio. Thanks for joining
1: me. Thanks for having me. I feel so professional. This is very professional.
0: (laughs) Um, Jonah, start with introducing yourself and give us two fun facts.
1: Uh, My name is Amanda, or Amanda Kelly, as most people know me. Uh, I'm a yoga teacher, and I own a yoga teacher training. And then two fun facts about me. Uh, I worked in Disney World for a year when I was 19, and I... I'm, obset- like, I'm obsessed with eating popcorn with salsa. Like I will bring a jar of salsa to the movie theater.
0: And you put the salsa like on the popcorn? I just like
1: dip it in and it like slows it down like you eat it slower. It's so good. I've never heard Everybody's of life has <laughs> changed now. It's so good. Okay,
0: interesting. <laughs> That's a fun fact. Um, before we get into what you do now, what was your initial career path? Were you always gonna be a yoga teacher or did you have a different journey?
1: No, so I actually I went to university originally for theater, and I was in a class called movement class, which was actually a yoga class, and I failed it, (laughs) and they were like, "You're really out of touch with your body. We don't think that you're ready for this." And I was like, "Who fails?" That's what that's when I went to Disney World, Uh, and then I came back and I wanted to be an elementary teacher, and that. I spent a lot of time and a lot of money on that. And obviously, I don't do that now. <laughs> it's fine.
0: Were you a teacher or did you just do the schooling? and then?
1: So I, um, after I was kicked out of my theater program, I went to Disney World. I came home. I went back to school. And I eventually made my way back to a yoga class. Uh, my aunt took me to a hot yoga class. I didn't know that there was like h- hot yoga and then Regular yoga, and basically, I went to the class and I had to leave, and I just like threw up. And then I went again and I got sick again, and I was like, That's why everybody looks so good here. Like, <laughs> just, like <laughs> this is making them sick. Um, and then finally, I went back to it. Was I don't know if you've ever been to like a yin class, which is like a much slower class where you basically just like lay there and sleep. So, I went to the yin class. And the teacher said, if you just want to lay here, like, you just lay here. And I was like, OK, like, I I can lay here for an hour. So I laid there for an hour. And at the end of the class, she said, surround yourself with people that you want to be like. And I never stopped thinking about that. And I realized, like, oh, my gosh, like, I hate the program I'm in. I don't like any of my friends. I'm so unhappy. I want to be like these yoga people. So I went on Kijiji. And I looked up yoga jobs and I found a studio that was hiring someone to basically like mop the floors for minimum wage and sign people in. And I was like, this is my dream job. I'm going to work here. And then that's kind of how I transitioned out of school. As you can imagine, my family was really (laughs) glad that I left school to clean uh, yoga floors. It worked out. It worked out. It really did work out.
0: Um, And can you take us through the journey then of starting to work there because it's different practicing yoga Mm -hmm. than actually like now you teach yoga and like have a yoga course and everything so do you want to take us through like that journey
1: yeah so I was working at the yoga studio and I remember so kind of how I ended up leaving school was I was working at the yoga studio and I went to my first yoga workshop with this uh couple that traveled and taught they lived in Costa Rica and they were just visiting And they said, we're hosting a yoga teacher training. It's next week. And I was like, I have to go to this training. So I used all the money I had to pay for it. And then I missed all my final (laughs) exams to take this yoga training. When the training was over, I slowly started. I stopped showing up for my classes in university. I started just teaching yoga, working full-time at this yoga studio. And then one day uh, the couple that ran this retreat center, I was having coffee with the lady and she said, Hey, like if you ever want to come and help us in Costa Rica, like we'd love to have you just like come and hang out. And I didn't know how serious she was, but within seven days I quit school. I was in like a long-term four-year relationship. That was not great. I broke up with my boyfriend. I sold everything I own, which, I don't ever recommend anyone do that. I sold everything I owned because I had no money. And I booked a one-way ticket to Costa Rica. And I remember getting there and I was like, I had no idea what I was doing. I, Like I said, had no money and I just kind of assisted them with their training. So what they did is they owned a school where people would come for two weeks and become certified to become yoga teachers. And I, again, was just kind of doing like the cleaning the floor stuff. I would teach a couple yoga classes and i just consistently was helping the trainings and eventually i started to be able to do more and then i remember one day we were sitting in a training and i thought to myself like i could do this and i would do it differently and so i came home to calgary i um launched my first teacher training I just kind of I didn't know what I was doing I kind of just like made a I had a website already I put it on there I had a registration form I found a place to host it which was in a house like somebody's house not a real studio and the training sold out and was waitlisted. and I remember showing up the first day to like 20 people sitting in a circle and I was like I have like I was like holy shit like I and I was pretty sure I was younger than everyone who took the training and I was like, these people are expecting me right. they to paid like to be yeah, they've paid a lot of money to be here, and they're looking at me like, okay, like change my life. Um,
0: and did you know any of those people or are they like how how did you market this?
1: I on Instagram, and so I started writing. I didn't realize that like and I had a really small following, but I didn't realize that I had a very like loyal following. And so when I was living in Costa Rica, I think I was portraying that I was living this great, like, I quit my job, I live on the beach thing, but I was so unhappy, like, I was like, like, when you're by yourself, like, I was alone, like, I, and there would be days when there was no power, and I was like, I have no, nothing to do, no one to talk to, like, I actually have to, like, enjoy my own company, and so it was while I was there that I started writing, and I wrote um, a couple articles for Elephant Journal, I don't know if you've there it's like an online it's really great it's like an online subscription service so I wrote a couple articles for them I started blogging and writing like my feelings on Instagram and my mom would call me and be like you have to take that down <laughs> like like your grandma's gonna see this like people don't need to read this but it was the only way that I didn't feel lonely and then one day someone wrote me and they were like the thing that you wrote yesterday really changed my life like I quit my job and I was like, I, I can't be responsible for that. But then, <laughs> and then people would write me be like, I read what you wrote. I broke up with my boyfriend. And so I think I just kind of built this like community. And on the first day of the teacher training, the first thing I said was, listen, like I'm just as messed up as all of the rest of you. <laughs> like we're based. I'm not here to teach you anything. I'm here to hold space for you guys. So we're all going to kind of figure this out together. And I, I knew some people from, uh, from like yoga classes that I taught in the city, but a lot of people had just known me through like the internet. Right. That's yeah. crazy. It was so crazy.
0: And is that how, cause you mentioned you wanted to do, if you did it, you do it differently. Is that kind of the different part of it where you made it more like intentional and goal setting and like less about just yoga and more about like the holistic
1: thing? Yeah. I was like the... There's so much out there in terms of like anatomy and like I really believe in keeping people safe. But I also think like and maybe because I had a background in acting that I was like, I realized that yoga teachers, so many yoga teachers were just actors. I was like, this is just like paying to go to a play and like I could do this as a video at home. And then I started to ask people, like, why do you go to yoga? And the people that were going to yoga were people that were, like, lost or, like, looking for something or wanting to feel better. And so I said, okay, like, we have to create teachers who are going to know how to hold space for people to figure that out. And people do come to the training and they're like, they're like, what is all this self-help bullshit? Like, (laughs) we don't want to talk about our feelings. But I'm like, you can't expect to tell you can't expect to help anybody if you'd never learned how to help yourself and like you can't be compassionate and sit there and say all this nice yoga crap because there's so much yoga like garbage out there that I'm like you got to learn how to sit in your own mess before you start telling people how to clean up their own essentially and so the training is there is a lot of self-help kind of self not really I hate the word self-help but like self-inquiry stuff and then the teaching, and then that was the second half, was the teaching. So as a student, I thought yoga was so boring. Like, I was like, yoga is like, sometimes it's so boring and it's so, ex like, you just know what you're going to expect. I hate, like, hate se- like, very set sequences. So I wanted to create a teacher training where I wasn't like, here's the sequence, teach it. I wanted to give people the opportunity to be, to be like, super, super creative. And they are, like, they're so creative.
0: Right, when I think that helps because then people can come and feel connected to that person based on what they're receiving as opposed to having a studio that's all the same type of teaching and teachers and then if you don't connect with that then you're like what is yoga like why am I even here
1: yeah the teachers are so successful too like some of them are doing like well most probably most of them are doing like way better than even I am we have a guy who just opened a studio he teaches yoga for Manchester United. like private classes to them and um, a lot of the teachers that come out of our training have gone on to start their own businesses because they're not just like yoga teachers they're like like I don't want to say the word I hate the word life coach too they're not life coaches either but they're you know what I mean like they have it's they're doing more than just teaching yoga essentially right
0: and how do you stay motivated and find that drive to inspire other people because I know that like your life is crazy Mm -hmm. too so how do you Like channel that to make every single one of your
1: trainings beneficial to people I have to always do the work like if I don't go to yoga then my yoga class is terrible and if I'm not constantly like uh, basically like practicing what I preach so and it's like I feel like, and I've learned this over time, like every time I go through something so difficult, like I'm just like, why is this happening to me? Like, haven't I like learned enough tools that I don't have to have my life be so difficult? But now when that stuff happens, I'm like, this is literally like I'm building like my resume so that I can be a better teacher. So when bad stuff happens and when challenges happen, that's just kind of how I see it. And I really just teach like from where I'm at and yeah, I'm just, like, I have to, like, have a, con- like, I journal every morning. Like, I have to have this practice where I'm, I'm always reflecting of where I'm at so that I'm not teaching the same stuff. And I can, like, always stay, like, inspired.
0: Right. Well, I think people probably appreciate that, too, and why they always sell out because it's much more relatable. Because I can even, like, picture the typical yoga teacher, and it's very intimidating mm-hmm. to even. Then you're, like, I can't pay to go. Like, I'm not like that. Like, I can't teach yoga at, like, that level. So I feel like you're creating a very like, which I'm sure you're doing it on purpose, but a very welcoming space for people to come.
1: Yeah, people like come and um, I, I actually, I had to make a, this is, I made a joke about it, but it's real. I had to make a waiver that said like, we are not responsible for your divorce. We're not <laughs> responsible for your like, you quitting your job because people would come. And especially like, so we do, I do two week intensives usually in Costa Rica. And then I do a longer training in Cal in like Calgary. And those longer ones, people have more time to implement change into their lives. And most people have never had a support system before. So when you have like a group of 20, it's usually all women, like when you have a group of 20 women who are all supporting you and rooting for you, like people will do anything. And like they've people have made huge changes in their lives. And that's the coolest thing to see. And then it keeps me accountable. Cause then I'm like, okay, like I gotta, like, I gotta level up. Like I can't be letting other people like do these make these big changes in their lives if i'm going to be like afraid to do anything right
0: and i feel like people don't even think like you're let you're allowing people to even just like look at their life because mm-hmm. i feel like we just like you just keep running and running and you just never stop to like look at your life whether or not you're doing it on purpose or not doing it so when you go into a training like that people have to actually think about themselves yeah, self-reflect which i th- people are probably scared
1: to do oh my god they hate it I'm like you're you're here because you got you you got yourself here the biggest thing we teach is like that you the only thing in your way is you like I'm like it's good news and bad news like you want to change like you have to you have to change it and it's great because you have all these people holding you accountable
0: right well and yeah like you said they made the first choice to even come so mm-hmm. then they're clear they want to be on that path so yeah and then that's like, where you come in what would you say are the most common roadblocks that people face like during your trainings and the people that you've talked to what would you say are the biggest roadblocks that you see
1: I think the biggest roadblock I see all the time is that people don't know what they actually want like everybody is like I'm so unhappy with this I don't want this I don't want to be in this situation um And they don't know what they actually want like people will say every day i hate my job i hate my job and then they get fired and they're upset about it and i'm like you literally like you asked for this (laughs) to happen so the biggest roadblock for sure is people getting in their own way but also it's like not knowing where they're going like you're never going to get to the destination if you if you like don't know what that is right Mm
0: -hmm. yeah which i think is like i said like people don't even know they don't know yeah where they're going exactly <laughs> they're just
1: like walking in the door they're like fix fix me yeah totally yeah um,
0: and I feel like that there's more self-reflection happening currently because we're almost at the end of the year and it's 2020 and people are at the end of the decade and everyone's being really dramatic about it so I feel like people are like new year's resolutions like what am I going to do for the next yeah decade so what would you say are some of the questions that people should like start asking themselves to dive into some of these like where am I going? What do I want to do? What are some of the questions they should ask if they're feeling stuck right now and want to have like kind of restart? Because I like January is always when people yeah. restart. So what would you say people should start thinking about now and asking themselves to start their
1: path in January? I would. So th- I'm a big advocate for journaling, and like I like I'm really into like structured journaling. But also I would get up early because when you're when you journal in the morning, you're kind of groggy and you don't you're like subconscious is a little more in control and you don't you can't be so critical about your thinking so I'm a really big advocate for people doing self-reflection when they're tired so when you're kind of groggy grab a blank piece of paper this is a maybe a weird way to do this and I would write on the paper what's not working and just go ham like write a massive list of everything that isn't working in your life and it might be like I don't like teaching this class on Sundays. Like, I don't like this person. I have this weird conflict with my boyfriend that I haven't brought up. Like, just write what's not working. Um, Don't judge yourself for it. Like, I I can fill the whole paper. It's my favorite activity. So write all the things that are not working. And then after, like, put that aside. And then on a new paper, write what do I want? And because that's the other thing, right? I said most people don't actually know what they want. And if they do know what they want, it's not aligning, right? There's, like, misalignment write all the things down that you want and then look at it and say okay does this make sense like you can't say i really want to fall in love and meet a great human but also be dating like a narcissist at the same time (laughs) like and you can't say like my dream this year is to pay off all my debt and my dream this year is to like save up and buy a house like yes you can do both but also like those are two really conflicting things so like you have to make sure that what you want is aligned and then look at the list that you don't want and start small and like break it down and be like, okay, what's not working? Like where can I fix this? Because I think that what people need to reach their goals is momentum and what's going to slow down momentum is being misaligned. And being misaligned is going to come from doing all these things that you don't want to do.
0: Right. When I feel like even like you said, do it small, like pick one thing.
1: Yeah, pick one thing.
0: And probably the thing, like if I, like I'm picture myself doing it, pick the one thing that's like the easiest yeah to do so it's not going to be having the conversation with like your partner it's going to be like stop drinking pop yeah make you know, the list or something. <laughs>
1: and make the list and then actually um I also have like a I'm obsessed with like sticky notes like make like dude you can do this on sticky notes and then put them in piles and be like what can I do in under 30 minutes Like, what can I get done first, right? And then, like, then be like, okay, what's weighing the heaviest on me? Like, you're not going to be like, write the list and then call your boss and be like, I'm not coming to work tomorrow. (laughs) I'm done. Like, be smart about it. But, yeah, it's like these little, and when you take control of those little tiny things, it's going to just like, like I said, it's just about, it's like a snowball effect, right? It's about building momentum. You've got to start with the little things first.
0: Right. Well, especially because you'll feel better once you do it. And especially then you'll be able to it's do the you rest. Don't want, and then your life will be better. It's, so I know. You just have to start. Duh!
1: There yeah, you go. Duh. We you're, solved we all fixed, the problems. We fixed the world. Okay.
0: <laughs> but it's true, and I think going back to figuring out what you want, I think that's an important practice to not judge yourself on what you're saying. Because I feel like a lot of times, especially with social media, is like, is this what you want, or is this what you're mm. supposed to want, or this is what someone else wants, and now, like, you know. And so I feel like we need to if you are doing this, especially for the new year is to be real with what you want. Like you don't have to want, we don't have to want a house. You don't have to want a partner or something. You can want something else. Yeah. I've
1: signed up for like six half marathons and I will just (laughs) like publicly declare, I will never run a half. Like, I don't know why I do it. Right. (laughs) I'm always like, I'm going to sign up for this and run it. And like, I hate, I hate running. Like I will never, I don't ever say never, but I don't think I will ever run. But it's true. It's like, don't. And like and also just knowing that like someone is always going to hate what you're doing and everybody's going to judge you anyway. Um, I actually had to make a whiteboard at home that was called my rejection list was like my go for no. And it was like my because I hated rejection so much that I actually had to change my relationship with it. And I had to intentionally go out there and look for people that were going to say no to me. And then when they said no, I was like, all right, I'm going to write your name, write that on my <laughs> whiteboard. And then it just made it easier. And it made me realize, like, this is just a part of life. Like, you know, we're going to run into roadblocks. And you just have to, like, you just have to stay in your own lane. Like, on, like, hi- you, like Instagram, you can hide people's stuff. I hide everybody. Like, I don't need to see anybody <laughs> else doing anything that is going to, like, derail me the slightest. Like, you just got to stay in your own lane.
0: Yeah. I think that's hard. It like, is, make it sound yes. easy. So, it is hard. But it's not easy. It's Yeah, it's not easy. Especially if you do it when you're tired or somewhere you are, like, more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're on social media and you're just like, oh,
1: my God. Like, look at everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, it's just about, like, staying and, like, even, like, and create, like, you have to have like good resources. Like I have a whole area section on my phone where anybody that's ever said anything nice to me, I screenshot it and I save it in there. <laughs> so <laughs> when I'm feeling like crap about myself, I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta go read my my folder of all the nice things about me.
0: Right, which is fine. Because I yeah. think you need that sometimes to
1: just. It is so true. It's a good kid
0: bit for people start screenshotting things yeah
1: everything my mom it's mostly my mom you're great i love you (laughs) (laughs) everyone take a
0: moment to dm amanda right now yeah
1: (laughs) send me nice nice. things i will screenshot it and save it
0: (laughs) um and let's talk about business a little bit since you are running your own business Mm -hmm. and i feel that's a whole feat in itself so what have been some of the challenges starting and running because how long has it been since your
1: first training uh Four years.
0: Okay. So, Joanna, just walk us through, like, some of the challenges you faced, how it's evolved.
1: Yeah. The the, the biggest uh, my God. the biggest challenge I had to just overcome was learning that you can't reinvent the wheel. I was really worried about copying people. I didn't want to be um, – I was like, everything I have to do has to be original. But, like, nothing – like, really, everything has already been done by somebody. And it was like, I was worried that someone was going to copy me – And then finally, I'm like, no one's going to do it the way I do it. So that was a big thing. And that's something I tell all of of my students. I'm like, you don't have to regurgitate everything someone else says. But like, take what inspires you and then it can become yours. But you know, you'll never reinvent the wheel. That was a big thing. Um, Time management for me was just like, not good. I was so burnt out running trainings. Um, So that was, yeah, time I'm like, no, not the right person to give advice on time <laughs> management because I, I actually just hired an assistant. I'm like, I need a babysitter. Uh, but time management was a really big thing. Um, I had to really be practicing what I what I was preaching because I think when you're starting your own business, it's easy to have that like where you feel like a bit of a fraud. That was big for me. So I was like, how can I be intentional about like taking care of myself so that I feel in alignment with what I'm doing and not like I'm being like, okay, guys, like love yourself and take care. When it, I'm like – staying up all night and like right. haven't worked out in like a month um so time management was a big thing for me um and then also like oh like net bad feedback negative feedback i hate asking for feedback so much um and that but it's so important for your business to get feedback from people before i was like i don't want to know it so what I did was I actually hired somebody to get the feedback for me <laughs> like filter, and literally filter it to me. So then I was still getting it. And now I'm at a place where I can actually ask for the feedback myself. But don't be afraid of feedback and just know that everybody's giving you feedback and it's from their own perspective and what they like. Right. It's like not. Yeah, it's, you can't make everyone happy. You can't make everyone happy. And then like you just have to just show up and just do the work. Like there was so many times where I was like, I'm not done this. Like, writing my yoga teacher training manual, it's, like, it's literally, it's a book. It's, like, 300 pages. I was, like, uh, it's not good. It's not ready. And, like, I I led that first training. There's probably, like, a million spelling mistakes in the book. But I was, like, just honest with, I'm, like, okay, guys, like, highlight the spelling error. Like, it'll get better next time. And every time I do it, it gets better. So you just have to, like, let it, let it be a bit of a disaster in the beginning.
0: Right. Well, because if you wouldn't have, if you would have, Waited and kept like rereading your book before, and then you never. Oh God, it's there's still mistakes in the book. Yeah, you wouldn't be running your business; you'd still be. I'm stuck. like triggered now.
1: They're like, "That's that's spelled wrong." I'm like, "Oh, just highlight <laughs> it. That's fine." <laughs> like, yeah, like there's always it's always a learning, and it's like every challenge is like a chance for me to like level up. Like I just have to look at it that way,
0: right? Which I think is a good way to look at it because mm-hmm. we're always growing. And you always have the room to level up yeah and once you think like if you think that you you're perfect then I think that's a whole other problem
1: yeah also risk is really big taking risks um we did a training our first international this is so bad we did our first international training in Costa Rica Uh, we filled it up it was it was all with people from around the world so different cultures like that was that was a lot and that was when I was like I can't facilitate this by myself um there was I think we had 22 people in that training we charged everyone for the training in Canadian dollars and paid for it in American <laughs> so I basically paid other people <laughs> to teach a training and I was like oh that was a big mistake but um but that was a risk that we took and we, we figured it out halfway through and we're like we can't change this now like we're already halfway in and um it, it didn't matter right like all those people went on to refer people and it right. was just like you just can't let that that was a big mistake right. an expensive <laughs> one but you you just got to keep going
0: right and now you know so now you'll yeah. never do now it I'm
1: like listen <laughs> US dollars only
0: right I just wish we could charge that for everything I know
1: it's so make so much more money totally.
0: um can you walk us through a quick overview of how someone should set goals and intentions um based on either how you teach trainings or just like your own opinion
1: yeah write out all the things you want so do that want list all the things uh you can divide it up like I'll divide it up into like work um finances friends family relationships um health fitness goals and then just brain dump everything I love brain dump you should do a brain dump every Sunday do a big brain dump and then ask yourself um what is the most important. Like I said, don't pick a lot. So I'll pick three goals for the year. I'll pick three goals for the year. Take those three and then break those down further and be like, okay, what do I have to do? So if, if my goal is to make is to fill my teacher training, I'm just gonna be like, okay, I want to fill all my trainings. There's like way more things that go into that. It's going to be like, I have to create an affiliate program. I have to reach out to everyone who ever did my training. I need to create content. I need to put out ads. Um, and then you'll make a list of that and then. This is where this is where people mess up on goals because we love to plan. You have to ask yourself of the list, what is going to move the needle forward the most? And of of your three goals, the three big ones, what will change my life the most? That one I make like my big goal. Cuz like usually if you achieve one big goal, everything else in your life is easier to for those goals to kind of fall into place. So pick your one big goal and then of your other two make the big list, ask yourself what's going to move the needle forward the most. And then every single morning only pick three things, like three, like I do, like I have to get this shit done today or like I'm screwed, (laughs) but, um, pick every day. I write three things that will move the needle forward the most. And I'm telling you, they're the things you don't want to do. They're like the get on the phone with so-and-so they're like those. It's not like, it's not like the, write an Instagram post or like right, go a like photo
0: shoot of the content go the live stuff.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like stuff you don't want to do that moves the needle forward the most um but if you just pick like threes a lot like even start with one call it like your needle mover every single day and it's like it will change your life like it will literally change your life um when I started my business like I needed money I had to move in with my parents like it was so bad i moved in with my parents and like nothing is going to motivate you more than having to live with your parents like i was like ready and every day i got up and i was like what's going to move the needle forward what's going to move the needle forward i launched my first teacher training i made so much money from that first training i was like afraid to tell my parents like i was like pretty (laughs) sure i'm making more money than my mom right now Like i'm like living in her basement um but that's like if, if I would have just spent all my time planning and like I love writing a schedule like I love planning out my year but like you have to do the dirty work
0: right because planning is just avoiding everyone loves it everyone can just like write down so it's like yeah you can it's so fun and you're so just like fun. wow how great would it be if I did all this but then to actually do it
1: yeah it's different it's like you want to host a training or you want to go to run a retreat like get on the phone and at, like figure out how much is the retreat going to cost you like do you have the money? Where are you going to get the money? Like, it's it's all the gross stuff. And, like, and if you have, like, outsourcing has been a big thing for me. Like, if you can outsource, then do it. Like, I'll outsource all the stuff that I don't like to do.
0: Right. When I feel like if you're at a point, like you said, if you can afford it, it's yeah. really good. But I feel like even letting
1: that control go yeah. is tough for anybody. It, oh, my God. It is. I've tried to hire an assistant so many times. I just hired a girl, and I was like, you like i don't want to give you control of this but i'm going to and it's been so hard for me but she's so great she like every morning she texts me she's like did you walk your dog today and i'm like that's not in your job description but like i appreciate (laughs) she's like on it um did you hire
0: just personal asking yeah did you hire a virtual assistant or did you hire a real like in calgary in person person. i
1: had a virtual assistant before but it was too. I am such a paper pen like I need and I'm such a control freak about my business like I need to sit down with you and be able to be like look at look at this and so I hired her she lives in Calgary we meet once a week um I basically said to her like I gave her like my philosophy I'm like we need to pick the things that are going to move the needle forward the most and then the worst part is is now she's like like calling me being like hey like you didn't do that thing you said you were gonna do I was like damn but yeah it's so it's so helpful like even already like it's been like two weeks and I already see like we've made massive like just it's just like having a baby. Just, you need to have somebody who's going to call you out on your right. stuff. Yeah. It'll be
0: crazy just thinking about that. Like when you go like in a whole year, like you imagine how much yeah. faster you're getting to things that you want to do when you have someone like forcing you to do.
1: Literally. It. And I was like, look, like I am she, she probably is making more money than me, really. But I'm like, whatever. Like it's right. like I'm like thinking <laughs> long term, long term gain. Yeah, and
0: like long term, it'll for sure help you. Especially if you've already seen the difference in Yeah,
1: wow, I know. What a concept. Everybody should have a an assistant. An assistant. I literally call her my boss. Yeah, <laughs> she's my boss.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm just like, I'm like, should I hire assistant? Probably. Yes. Um. So you mentioned journaling in your mornings. Um. Can you tell us like your morning routine? Because I feel like like I've seen it on stories. So I kind of know what you do and what time you get up but you wanna just walk everyone yeah. through what you do
1: so I only post that my morning on my stories to hold me accountable otherwise I would never wake up
0: well just so you know I'm watching them okay so. <laughs> I know
1: so I I it's so funny it actually started because I really like I had a crush on this guy <laughs> a year ago he was like I think it's so hot when girls get up early and I was like okay yeah so I was like I'm like I'm gonna start getting up early every day and like posting it like time stamping it yeah and he would watch it every morning so dumb right what we do to impress boys but it worked and then um I don't know where that guy is now but like I so many people would comment and be like you're amazing how do you get up so early and I was like these people have no idea what like so (laughs) hard for me but now it's easy so okay first thing
0: what time are you getting up at
1: I usually get up at 5.30. Okay. I'm out of bed by 5.30. Okay. Like, I got a time stamp before <laughs> 5.30. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm like, doesn't count. Um, I, okay, first of all, if, if people don't drink coffee, like, I don't know why you would wake up in the morning. Like, I can't speak to those people. But <laughs> I bought a coffee maker that you can set in a, a timer on it. And so I make my coffee the night before. I set it so that the coffee is made by 5 a.m., so that means that like if I'm not out of bed by 5:30, like that coffee's been like sitting in there for 30 minutes. Like I would right. drink it anyway, but, yeah. <laughs> um, and then my house like smells nice. I always keep my door open so that I can hear the, it beeping, and I get up if my alarm goes off at 5:15. I n- don't check my phone. I heard it I heard someone say that when you check your phone in the morning, you give all your power away. I've
0: heard that too, to and the it rest actually of the world. starts your day like really badly because then your brain starts being like wow look at all these yeah. people that got up in five <laughs> yeah, <meetings.">
1: exactly <laughs> I hate these people or like I would get work texts from people yeah, and they started thinking
0: about what you have to do and I'd stuff. be
1: like how dare you text me and like and then one one time one of my one of my girls was like well you like you don't have to look at your phone like I can text you whenever I want and I was like okay yeah like I got to take some ownership so I usually actually put my phone in the bathroom um because then my alarm goes off now I just can wake up on my own, but my alarm will go off and I actually have to get out of bed to go. That's how hard it was for me to get up at five. Um, I get out of bed. I go, I pour coffee, and I journal every morning. I write five things I'm grateful for. I also hated people who were like, oh, you just – I thought gratitude was the biggest load of crap. <laughs> I hated it. And But when I write five things I'm grateful for, I'm that's a lot of things. I mean and I'm not like every day every day and I'm not like I'm grateful for my health I'm grateful for my house like that shit gets old fast like I have to actually be intentional and be like yesterday I'm grateful for the guy that let me cut in front of him in traffic like you act and then when you're actually programming your brain to look for those things throughout the day so I actually spend my day being like oh I'm gonna write about this tomorrow morning when I do my (laughs) gratitude list and then I do a thing called future casting Every day where I write a paragraph, like don't get up and journal and be like, I'm going to write a novel today. I write one paragraph about my life in the future as if it's already happened. Interesting. Oh my God, it's so good. Yeah. How you're,
0: far in the future? Or just like whatever comes to you. Yeah,
1: whatever comes to me. Okay. Like sometimes I'll like write about like my business or like my like home in Costa Rica. It's like all so real to me too because it, your brain doesn't know the difference between perception and reality. So if you always, it's called future casting. If you constantly are writing about, the future as if it's already happened to you, you're subconsciously going to look for things. And like y- eventually your brain's going to be like, oh, well, yeah, like this is the way that our life is already. So I do that every day. And then I cuddle with my dog and I just love him. <laughs> He's so snuggly in the morning. People are probably so sick of seeing him on Instagram. And then I just post it you know, his everyone face loves all over dogs.
0: Instagram. It's fine. Yeah.
1: And that's, that's, that's what I do. I never press snooze. Also, um, I went I heard a thing in a workshop we teach this in our training we get a lot of people don't like it someone told me that if you snooze your alarm it means you're starting your day with a lie
0: I hate people that snooze my fiance snoozes so yeah it drives me up the wall but I've heard the same thing that you've made a promise to yourself and if you press snooze now you're like Just breaking the
1: promise. Yeah, you start your day with a lie, and you start your day with someone's like, it's like you lose all integrity first thing in the morning. (laughs) And I was like, that's so intense. So in teacher training, we tell people on the first day, like, it's because we cover different topics, and the second day is all about being honest. And I'm like, be honest with yourself. Like, if when you go to bed, like, don't lie. Like, if I go to bed at midnight, I'm not gonna get up at five. I'll be like, I'm gonna get up tomorrow at seven a.m. That and I know in my brain that is a sufficient amount of time if my alarm goes off at 5 and I'm still tired I get up and I change my alarm for another hour because like everybody knows we're just going to snooze for an hour anyway I yeah yeah I feel like I could do write a whole book on don't let's co-write don't snooze snoozing your way through life
0: especially if you have a partner because I I'll I hate him in the morning if he snoozes because I like now I've woken up Twice, yeah, and I wasn't getting up for another two hours. So before we go to bed, I'm the like you're like don't lie to yourself. I'm telling him he's lying to himself. He's like I'm gonna wake up at five. I'm like no, you're not. Like are you really? Yeah, and he's like yeah I am. He's like I'm on a regimen I was like oh my god. No, you're not because it's too (laughs) late now. You're not gonna wake up. And so
1: it's so bad for you too, isn't it? Yeah, snooze your alarm. Yeah.
0: So and he won't listen to this because he doesn't listen to my podcast. But he gets up and then goes sleeps on the couch because he gets out of the room to like prove to me that he got up but then i know he goes and sleeps on the couch
1: that is so funny so go the extra mile yeah i was like why don't you just
0: like keep going down the stairs like what's the point like now you're up but anyways snooze bun is a whole other i read the
1: whole what is it own the day own your life that book screwed me up it was like start your day with a cold shower and like go outside i was like this is so aggressive i can't do
0: any of this stuff (laughs) I know people the cold shower thing. I think is a norm. Like I hear it in podcasts all the time. But I was like, clearly you don't live in Canada, because if you have to go walk your dog, yeah, I'm like, it's like a, it's. A cold I let my dog out to
1: pee every morning. Like that is all the shock my system needs. Um.
0: Okay. So that's your. Is that? That's like what I do. Yeah. And then I. At what time does that get you to? Is that like 6:30?
1: Yeah. And seven, then I or? will get the dog usually at 6:30. I always. If I don't write down what I'm going to do for the day, like it's like I will never put clothes on. And that's a big thing. Like it's so funny because I hear people be like, I just want to work from home. Like I would love to work from home. And like I work from home and I'm like singing like the Little Mermaid. Like I'm like, I want to be where the people are. Like (laughs) so (laughs) alone in my house (laughs) in the dark. It's not dark, but um, so I will write down like what I'm going to do for the day. And that's a big thing. Like if we're talking about being intentional, like don't lie to yourself. Like don't. Make a schedule where you're like, I'm going to do a hundred things today because you're just going to the day's going to be over and you're going to feel like crap. Like be honest with yourself. This is what I'm actually going to do today. And then have like a stretch goal. Like I would maybe like to also do these things like I do that. Otherwise, like I just feel terrible about myself. So I always yeah, I I write down what I'm going to do for the day. I walk the dog. I have to walking like get a dog and then your life will be better because you'll have to get out of your house and start your day moving and fresh air. Nothing
0: air. helps your brain. Mind oh, fresher. I listen
1: to a podcast every morning when I walk the dog. What podcast? I like That's a s- like a later question, oh but so many different podcasts. Um, there was a girl; she was a coach of mine, Alex Beaton. I just like her podcast because they're short and she just like gets right to the point. Um, I'm also obsessed, obviously, with Rachel Brayton Yoga Girl. I'll like cry and listen to her podcast walking <laughs> down the street. Um, she's she's what is the one who inspired me to move to Costa Rica. Um, That's a big, I can't, I never listen to anything that's not business related, but I just, somebody sent me a podcast called Girls Gotta Eat. Oh yeah. I've never listened to that. Oh my God. I can't stop. And then I think I'm listening to it so much that like I'm becoming like more offensive now. Like I'm making (laughs) all these like so great. I was like, I need more time for like stuff that's just for fun. But yeah, I always, I usually don't start my day with that. I usually start with like some kind of like business self-development podcast.
0: Yeah. Get you motivated.
1: Listen to my own podcast.
0: No, I don't do that. That'd be weird. <laughs> um, Is there any books that you would recommend to people?
1: Yeah. Everything by Brene Brown. I'm she should get like she should sponsor me. Like I probably <laughs> make her so much money. Everything by Brene Brown. Um, even if you don't want to read, I'm a big audible. Like I love listening to books. She has a work. She has a she did a workshop. It was two hours It's called The Power of Vulnerability. I've listened to it a hundred times. Like, it will change your life. It's that good. Those are, like, I'm just, anything by Brene Brown. And then um, I just read, I've been sending it to everybody. These are more, like, these are not really business books, but Codependent No More. Like, that'll mess you right up I read (laughs) Codependent No More, and I was like, I'm so, like, now I have, I was like, I'm so codependent on, like, my family, like, everybody. And then um, the book Attached attachment styles okay that was really good just for understanding people I think it's about it's about relationships but it's good to understand people um and so now when people act a certain way with me I'm able to be like okay their their attachment style is like this right
0: is that kind of like love language like same idea
1: yeah so there's like three attachment styles like you can be anxious attached which is like if someone doesn't text you back you're like they hate me um and then you can be secure attached which is like if someone doesn't text you back you're like oh they're maybe they're busy um, and then there's avoidant, which is like, if someone doesn't text you back, you're actually, you are the one that doesn't text right. them back cause you're avoidant. <laughs> so that was, um, those are, I really like that book. It was just like easy, quick read.
0: Cool. I'll
1: have to read that one. That was so good.
0: Um, and where can people find you and connect with you?
1: Um, you can find me in human form at Mode. I teach there. Mode Fitness in Calgary. Otherwise I'm on Instagram, Amanda Kelly yoga. Everything is Amanda Kelly yoga. And Amanda Kelly yogurt. Like, if guys Google me before a date, it's over. (laughs) I went to Thanksgiving with this guy that I'm dating. His mom's like, I I Googled you. I was like, like, I have to leave. (laughs) (laughs) This is bad. Um, Yeah, I'm on Instagram. And then I have a podcast called Made to Be Messy, which is we just talk about how your mess is your message. And the more messed up your life is, the greater, the greater person you are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, thanks so much for coming on here i feel like we could have just kept talking i know so fun yeah but thank you so much thank you